Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill DeMent, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry and talk about the many adventures of owning a small business. Hey there, Bill. James, good day to you. Exciting dating. Uh, exciting day, exciting topic. One of our favorite people in the studio today has been on, been on with us before. Yep. Returning guest, the uh, CEO of FAVOB, the Florida Association of Veteran-Owned Businesses. Thanks for wearing the shirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stu Smith, welcome. Hey, John. We're so glad you're here, Stu. You're, you're, uh, you're a friend of the, of the company and you're a friend of the podcast. And uh, obviously you're a friend of all of our friends too. So it's a nice fit. Um, you get to come into the new location since we've, you've not been in the new studio or new training facilities. So. Well, very excited. I mean, the progress. When did we meet last? What Man, were we saying? It was episode 27. So okay. we're thinking it was late last year or in yeah. the spring, maybe. Uh-huh. Now think about the growth. Yeah. I, I, when you walk in and you, you visually see change, I get, get excited. I think that's one of the reasons that... Um, that's one of the reasons people go in the trades, yeah. right? They walk in, they see a problem or they see something that they've got to get done. They get it done the end of the day and they walk out. You guys have done a great the, job. And that's very fulfilling. Yes. Yeah, it's hard because when, when you're doing it, you don't necessarily notice all the change, right? right. It's like you're the frog in the, the, the in lukewarm the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to kind of come in, you know, with fresh eyes. So I'm so glad you're here yeah. uh, for sure. Obviously, we are a trustee for Favob. Um, we love the veterans, and so it's really a good fit. We just had uh, Maria from Camaraderie Foundation here. Um, that was great. Um, but I'm really curious about um, what changes, because I know we've had changes, but Favob has done a crazy amount of changes in, in the years since we've really got a chance to sit down with you. It's been a lot of fun. Um, in addition to the changes, I was explaining to somebody last night, I was over in Tampa, drove back over from Tampa this morning in a, what should have been an hour and a half drive, ended mm-hmm. up being a three and a half hour drive. Um, and I live on the East coast of Florida. So um, getting around, but there were some folks up out of Miami and they were asking, Hey, talk a little bit about what's been going on with Fabob. So in April of last year, we had around 300 members and two operating chapters. So we're now at 450 members and five operating chapters. Wow. Right? So virtually doubled in the amount of chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 18 months. And so so where are all the chapters currently? So our original chapter was the Orlando chapter, and then the Space Coast chapter happened in Brevard County, Florida, and then Tampa opened, and then um, kind of wasn't working the way we wanted it to work. And so we had to reconstitute that. And then in November of last year, so a year next month, we opened up Pensacola and Jacksonville. Well, okay. So you're up there too. All right. So if you think about those areas of operation, um, heavily defense or contract or space, Mm -hmm. right? So they're, they're, they're perfect because either veterans are leaving the service from those areas and the military installations there, McDill, Patrick Space Force Base, um, and going into business, so they need the support system that we provide, or there are folks that are there because they want to do contracting okay. in those areas. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's refresh our audience's uh, perspective. What is Favob, and what do you do? Give me your elevator pitch. Yeah, good deal. So at the, at the end of the day, and I, I've, I've refined the mission statement, you know, so you can put it in the glossy uh, trifold. At the end of the day, 
you and I ought to be writing each other checks. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like if you can distill it down to that, we've got to create opportunities for people to meet, know, like, trust, and do business with each other. I mean, at the end of the day, that's yeah. what that's what FaveOps all about. Now, as an organization, we want to be the recognized voice for those 185,000 veteran-owned businesses in this state. And when I say the voice, <clears throat> I want to be able to go to my state legislators. I want to be able to go to my county. I want to be able to go to other trade associations and I want to represent FAVOB and I want to get them around us. I want them to galvanize around our vision to be that recognized voice. And then bigger than that, and some of the data that we talked about earlier, we want Florida to be the number one state of choice for a veteran to own and operate a business. Mm -hmm. There's obviously a lot of moving parts to that. But we want a veteran who is either returning to Florida and wants to go into business or was maybe stationed in Florida at one time and said, mm -hmm. hey, that's where I really want to go once I leave the service. We want them to say, I'd rather go there than Texas or I'd rather go there than California yeah. because the environment has been created by FABOB where I've got a greater chance of success. Yeah. And really to be able to find a, a place that if I need a service and I want to hire a veteran, there really isn't. A phone book for that, you know, in this area. But Favob is building this arsenal of of veteran-owned businesses and 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 patriots that that you can then refer to and people. Yeah, go you, to, have, right? you have a built-in network, right? Yeah. yeah, really. The truth of it is, there's too many phone books. Mm -hmm. That's the irony of it, right? So if I'm a that's if interesting. I, yeah, so if I'm a consumer and I want to find a veteran-owned business to do um, business with, and Believe it or not, seven out of 10 consumers, when given the choice, will make the choice to do business with a veteran-owned business. Mm. So if I'm a consumer, how do I find that veteran-owned business? You know, do I look on the web? Well, yeah, maybe I do. And maybe, maybe that business has identified themselves as a veteran-owned business. Maybe they haven't. Right. I talked to a guy the other day in Miami. And he was uh, telling a story about a young woman he was working with, and he had worked with her for eight years. They're both veterans. He had worked for, with her for eight years before he figured out that she was a veteran. Really? Wow. Because the dynamic is odd where veterans don't leverage that status. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a consumer, I'm looking for, where do I find them? Well, if you're a Florida Association of Veteran-Owned Business, you come to my directory and you yeah. find them. Yeah, and you're right out front as right. a member, right? Yep, you find them right there. Um, so that's one phone book. If I want to do federal contracting in the 8A system or the um, SAM database, like that's huge. And I got to know how to navigate that and so on and so forth. If I want to do state work, I've got to go to the Office of Supplier Diversity and get in their directory. Um, what if there was one opportunity to go one place where all those different things were connected? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's part of the vision for FAVOP is couldn't we create a marketplace, a directory where people can come and find what they're looking for? Right. And if you are a veteran owned business and you need a place to engage, there are multiple events and, and networking things you guys offer, right? Yep, absolutely. Like I said, I was just coming back from Tampa last night. Um, we had an event where we engage economic development. So we've had three of these events this year. The first one was the um, here in Orlando. It was the Orlando Economic Partnership and Enterprise Florida. 
talking about, hey, what's going on in the state of Florida? What businesses are coming to the state of Florida? Where's the expansion happening? Where's the opportunity for you? And I'll explain how veterans fit into that when I talk about the rest of these events. Second quarter, we had Linda Weatherman with the Space Coast Economic Development Commission. She was our speaker. And she was doing the same thing. What's happening in space? What's happening in Brevard County? Um, who's asking us for request from an economic development perspective to say, hey, is this a good place to set up my business? And oh, by the way, I'm looking for people when I come there. So you got to help me with that. And then last night, we had the Tampa e uh, Economic Development, and they did an, an amazing job. Um, Mitchell Allen and, and Kevin Campos did an amazing job of laying out, here's what's happening in the areas that we serve, everything from port expansion to airport expansion to their new medical research mm. geographic area. And so my veteran businesses are sitting in that room listening to what's happening, and I can guarantee you that every single business that's coming to do business in those areas is looking to fill their supply chain with diverse suppliers of which veteran-owned businesses meet that category. So they're looking for veteran-owned businesses for products and services so that they can leverage that growth. So, well, well there's a lot of resources out there. And, and even if Favob isn't the direct supplier of those resources. You have a ton of connections in in the in the industry. I sat in one of your conferences uh, last year, and I was just amazed by how many people you had on the panel on stage that you were able to come through and give messages. I didn't even realize there was so much opportunity, and being a part of Favob allows us to have that resource at our disposal. So. Right. Yeah, and that, and that's the connection part of our value proposition. So we. I'm a pretty simple guy. I like to have mnemonics or some way to remember what it is that I'm saying. Somebody said the other day, you say that so seamlessly, you must have a great memory. I'm like, no, I just keep repeating it. Right? So <laughs> I just keep saying it over and over again. So we want to be able to galvanize people around our vision to be the, the voice of veteran-owned businesses in the position of the state. We want to inform and educate our members on opportunities. We also want to inform them on how to do business better. We talked about your franchise model. That's a model for veterans to explore as far as a business model. We want to connect them with those opportunities, with, connect them with the B2C, B2B, B2G opportunities. Um, we want to advocate for them. We're getting ready to go back up to Tallahassee in February sometime between the 19th and the 23rd, which is Veteran Week up there. So once the legislatures, legislators decide when they're going to have their event, then we're going to decide when we go up there. So we're going to bring our members up there. And then we want to network. And that's our core competency mm -hmm. is getting in there. So you can have a directory where you can find somebody, but you guys know this, unless you know, like, and trust them, you're probably yeah. not going to do business. I just got right. a business listing. So the networking events is, hey, I've found hole in the wall drywall. I think I want to do business with them. I wonder if they're coming to this networking event. Mm -hmm. And if they are, I'm going to be there because I want to shake their hand and get yeah. to know them. Yeah, that's important. Um, and I, I got to just say, I really appreciate that Favob hasn't closed the door on those who who want to support you that are not veteran-owned businesses. Bill and I are not veteran-owned yeah. businesses. We just like to support. Um, what what do you call us? We are patriots. 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 Yeah, yeah. and and we are truly. We are absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I just thank you if that you allow us to kind of even contribute, even though we didn't have uh, didn't have that part of our our background. And it's a big part of it, right? Whether you're just have an affinity for it. Uh, but many of our patriots, and actually some of our folks have asked uh, for even more distinction, is uh, you're not a veteran, but you're a family member. Mm. 
you got to remember family members serve. And sometimes the service is even harder than the service member, right? Because they're home taking care of everything where two people would be doing that work. You've got one person because the other one's deployed. Um, so family members, spouses, brothers, sisters, my uncle was in the service. They remember what that service and sacrifice was all about. So they would like to have that. And then the spouses are also saying, hey, even within family members, we'd like mm -hmm. to be known as spouses. So we're trying to figure out how to, the right the right nomenclature for fr right. folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my my wife is a, a child of a of a you know twenty plus year army army vet. He did two tours in Korea, so yep. most of her childhood he was gone. Um, so we definitely sympathize and understand completely. Yeah. So no, we wanted we we kind of jumped you ahead of the line to get you on this show today, and we talked the other day, and um, obviously I wanted to share our franchising stuff with you. But you also mentioned that November really has some, some really neat things we wanted to highlight. So let's talk about what the November things are that, we're do, that we're, we're, we want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, first, my appreciation for jumping us to the head of the line, right? It's one of the advantages of uh, being nice to each other is yeah. this consideration to, hey, can we fit you in here? Uh -huh. um, so in, in let's talk about Florida. So the legislature last year designated... The, and it begins the Sunday before Veterans Day as Veterans Week in the state of Florida. So I'm talking about the entire population of veterans. The advantage we have in the state of Florida is only behind Texas, we have the second largest population of veterans throughout the state. Now, the SBA at the federal level has recognized the first week of November, and it depends because it's that first full week of November when it starts each year as Net National Veterans Small Business Week. So that's really in our sweet spot. So we have those two things going on in November. We started, uh, in fact, when I was a chapter chair on the Space Coast for FABOB and I was running my own businesses, I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not sure everybody knows this is going on. How, how might I get other folks to recognize this? So we started an initiative where we went to um, all the cities in Brevard County, and there are a lot of them, a lot more than you would think. So all the little cities in Brevard County, and I approach them and I ask them, would you do a proclamation for National Veterans Small Business Week? And I was thinking, man, if I got two or three of these cities, that'd be awesome. 100% acceptance, 100% of the oh, cities. wonderful. Yeah. All of them said, you better believe it, right? Come to my city council meeting. So then that grew that uh, there was some simultaneous stuff going over in the Orlando area also. So then that grew in Brevard to then go into the county commission the next year and so on and so forth. Wouldn't it be neat if maybe next year uh, during National Veterans Small Business Week that the governor comes on down, oh. you know, and signs a proclamation. So we're really trying to create that awareness and, and get people involved in this. And then there's a ton of activities going on that week, both for veterans and veteran-owned businesses. So in our chapters, we'll recognize that. Um, and then there's some, you know, special networking events going on, maybe some professional development. But then a lot of our members are also having events going on that week. So just look at the website. We've got a Trusco Bank as one of our, uh, our trustees. They're coming down. They're doing a 5K run. So it's not only the business stuff that's going on, but the, the social recreational right. community stuff. Yeah, very cool. Um, I'm excited about that. So that was the, the first full week of November. So that means that starts November 6th. Yeah. And it, well, actually, is it beginning in October? 
Yeah. So for National Veterans Small Business Week, I, I you know what, I'm going to have to look it up again. Um, but I know for for the Florida Veteran Week, it's the Sunday before the week in which Veteran Day falls. Okay. Right. And the National Veteran Small Business, you've got your calendar there, right? Yeah. So for National Veteran Small Business Week, it actually begins October the 30th. Yeah. Right. It's that full week, right? So it begins October 30th and runs through um, Friday, uh, November the 3rd. Awesome. So great weeks coming up, big celebration. Um, whether you're you know, part of the veteran population here in the state of Florida, you know, try to get out and do things. Um, and then we'll have a lot of events for our members to to recognize what they're doing as veteran businesses. Yeah, and that's going to be going on sort of statewide wherever you guys have chapters. Yes. Um, and so favob.net, get to our events calendar. Um, that'll either give you all the information and or link you to Eventbrite to get the information. And mm-hmm. and uh, we'd love to see folks come out and support us and, and get involved. Let's just hit, highlight some of the areas that, um, that maybe be you guys do every month. Like I know that I attend the St. Cloud um, after hours social. Yep. Um, there, there's some really important things that happen in those events. What are some of the other events you guys got going on? Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll back up for a little bit just so you get some context. favob has been around for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And so when I took over uh, last year in 22, one of the observations that I made is that we had one year of experience repeated nine times. So we just kept doing kind of the same thing. Not that we weren't successful. That's mm-hmm. why we kept doing it. So the networking, um, the after hours networking was the foundational thing that we did. And then we would do this congressional event where we'd have legislators come in and say, hey, this is the bills that we pass and this is what we're looking at and this is how it impacts veterans. So that's what we did. Good model repeated itself. Last year is the first time we had a full calendar in that we started the beginning of the year with the Military Service to Business Success Summit, that event that you attended, James. So a one-day event. So next year, we're going to do it at least twice. We're going to start in Jacksonville in March, and then we're going to find the next chapter who's ready to do that and bring the experts that you're talking about. Bring the Office of Supplier Diversity, bring the SBA, bring the big banks, you know, bring somebody that's got an educational component Bring somebody who's been there, done that, so that we can learn from each other. So have the, you know, the panel, the plenary session, breakout sessions, expo tables, that kind of classic event. Then the weekly, or excuse me, the monthly networking events happen in each chapter. And so um, the chapters have done a great job of expanding that because not everybody can make an evening event. So now Orlando's hosting two evening events, Mm. but this morning was their breakfast event. Mm. Gotcha. Right. And now they're <clears throat> going to expand into to um, quarterly or monthly, depending on it. And we're talking to several folks who want to get involved and support us on this is professional development events. So if you wanted to position your business and said, hey, look, I'd like to be part of this. I'd like to be a featured business, a.k.a. a sponsor. And you're going to bring in an expert. I'm going to learn from them. And the FAVOB members are going to learn from them. That's probably going to happen at lunch. Space Coast is doing the same thing. Jacksonville jumped right in the water. They're doing events. Um, So that monthly opportunity touchpoint networking is expanding. We've got the military uh, service to uh, business success summit and then these in-person board meetings. So it's kind of a catch 
that phrase that we've used is not really a board meeting, but we've been doing the economic development connection stuff. And we'll do that again um, next year. And then we'll partner with some folks on some other events. So if you thought we were doing a lot this year, yeah, just hold on tight. Yeah. It awesome. sounds like you have a lot of lines in the water. Yeah. Yep. Some, some good opportunity for us to, to jump in there too. Yeah. Um, one of the things we were kind of talking about off air that um, uh, we find our connection with the veteran community uh, essential, obviously. And as we are developing our franchise model, we're looking for people who like organization, who like, who are good with their hands. Yeah, who, and like structure. And, like structure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the veteran community is full of people who are transitioning from active service um, into the business world. And they may not want to be the employee of somebody. They may right. want to fire the boss and be their own boss, right? And we were talking. I mean, I really feel that... Um, if you need a jumpstart, I mean, the, the, a shameless plug here, but a franchise, on the wall, or any franchise is a really great place to start yeah. that business, to become part of a FAVOP organization. And I know a lot of people who have retired or who have pulled out of the service, and they're, they're kind of officers and they're more executives. Um, but I know a lot of guys who were the E1s, E2s, E3s, you know, who were just, right. they were the ones getting their hands dirty. Uh, they were the ones who... Um, you know, kind of working and they don't really know where to start if they want, wanted to start their own business. Um, and then transitioning into the real world. Um, what a great opportunity to, to have someone like Colnewall or another franchise in their location. Yeah. I think that that franchising model um, fits a lot of folks who are, are transitioning for service. And for that exact reason, James. So think about this. So you go into the service, you're 18 years old. Let's say you just serve one enlistment. It's a classic four-year enlistment, maybe a six-year enlistment because you're in a technical field. So you leave at 22 or 24, and you go through what the military calls a transition assistance program. It's It's been scaled down for a lot of different reasons. You used to have a, an entrepreneurship track. Now it's just got an entrepreneurship um, class. And it's the classic, hey, entrepreneurship is by definition this maybe you're interested in it. Let us give you the resources and the referrals to go do it. But nobody's there to kind of guide you mm-hmm. through that process. So you get out and maybe you do go work for somebody and you find the frustration you're talking about. It's like, hey, I can outwork this guy and I'm a little bit smarter than him, right? So can I do what I'm doing now or should I look for something else? So franchising, franchising is a business in a box, Yeah, right? It's it's the It's the construct. It's the framework. It's you know, here's the product and service that you're offering. Here's how you offer that. Here's how you go to market. Here's how you get more customers, right? This is what this is. Oh, by the way, we can provide you with all the training. We can show you what equipment you need. And here's the X price, right? So this is what you're investing in yourself to start this business versus going out and trying to create something on your own. So I think franchising is just such an, an amazing and wonderful opportunity for service members to get out. And it, we've talked about this before. I've, I've thrown up a lot of sheets of drywall. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of drywall having done that before I actually went in the military, having a trade like this, having a service, a trade service. I love the way you phrase it, having a trade service where you can go out and fill a need. And yeah. you, you remind me of the numbers again, how many houses have drywall? So in? 140 million homes in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, 97% are built using drywall. Right. $13 billion a year business 
just repairing drywall. Yeah. And I'd love for everybody who's listening to the podcast to look around either their room or put in the mind the room where they know that they've hung up a picture that they actually didn't like, but it's over the hole where the TV used to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that needs to be patched or they hung a ceiling fan or somebody came in and put a, you know, a solar panel in their garage and that that hole's still there. That's a perpetual need. So it's a huge market. Yeah. You're always upgrading your home. Um, you're doing something where that that patch might come in. So I think you guys are just in a perfect place. And for your franchisees, you've got a model that'll set them up for success. Yeah, the need is 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 immense. It's there. And frankly, our our um, our competition is typically the handyman, the jack of all trades, mm-hmm. or maybe a painting company that's painting doing company. it as a sideline, sure. or, or a large drywall company to to whom. To them, going to do a repair is a pain. Get the bump out. So they're just not built for it. So where does, you know, we call her Helen Homeowner. Where does Helen Homeowner go when she, you know, she's the one who goes to Starbucks, even though she can make coffee at home, she's still buying the Starbucks, even though, you know, her husband can change the oil in the car. He still takes it to Jiffy Lube. Right. That's our customer, right? So where do they go to get that done? And it's hard. They're going to Facebook. They're going to try to find someone, friends and family. But you're getting people at the house that don't. Maybe they maybe they don't have insurances. You don't know their background. Mm-hmm. So being able to have a company and being you know in the military, you know the importance of of having a structure, having a warranty, having background checked employees, having someone who's quality is it's it's an essential thing for our homeowner. Helen, the homeowner, is looking for somebody that she can have in their house that's safe. Want to become a business owner but not sure where to start? A hole-in-the-wall drywall repair franchise could be the opportunity you've been waiting for. As a franchisee, you'll have access to our comprehensive training program, ongoing support, and a proven business model developed to help entrepreneurs like yourself succeed. With our low overhead costs and high demand for services, you'll be able to hit the ground running and start generating income quickly. Achieve financial success while providing a valuable service to your community. Go to holeinthewallfranchising.com and take the first steps towards achieving your entrepreneurial dreams. And in addition to, you know, the Starbucks effect, people nowadays frequently just don't have the basic skill set. I guarantee you, your dad, if he was, Stu, if he was going to paint the house, he painted the house. Or if he was going to repair a door or put in some flooring or, you know, change the spark plugs on his car, there was, my dad was like that. He just did those things just himself. Did and and I think in generations past that people just had a were closer to that work that the, the skill set was there, and we've kind of evolved away from that. So the you know we laugh about it all the time. I'm like James, how do you how do you fix that? And he says, well, that's easy. You just make a phone call, write a check. Right, I know sure. how to fix that. <laughs> right, and that's that's the attitude of so many yeah. people now. Listen, yeah. I can do plumbing. I can install a faucet in my house. I don't want to. Right. Not when I can pay someone a couple hundred bucks and they come in and do it for me and I know it's done right. Because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get down there on my sink and realize, oh, my valve is stuck. Now it's two more trips to Home Depot and 14 more hours of work and me on my back trying to fix this stupid sink. No, I'm, I'm going to call a professional. Yeah. Right? I can do the drywall myself, but why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we were sharing with you earlier, we did just under 1,900 jobs in Orlando alone last wow. year. Yeah. That's jobs. That's not holes, just jobs. 1,900 jobs last year, 1,868. Yeah. And, and our average job is only in the, in the hundreds, not thousands. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's people want 
to have the smaller stuff done. It's almost a nuisance to some people. I don't want people in the house. Well, and people like to hire a specialist. Mm -hmm. I have a hole in my wall here that everybody walks through every day when they come in my house. And wait, you guys specialize in doing that? You not only specialize in doing it, you named your company after it. So <laughs> we, were, we were talking about that, that branding, in fact. So, and again, I'm, I'm very impressed because we were talking about taking the tour earlier. That training facility, having, knowing what I know, having hung a lot of drywall, that is amazing. So I, you know, when I was a, when I started a drywall, I started scrapping out houses, right? Yeah. Throwing the drywall trash out. Right. And, and then you kind of start just tagging along, watching some guy who may or may not be doing it right, but you're going to do sure. it the way that you're seen. You've got a training system set up where you're, you're doing everything from what happens if the towel rack falls off, yeah. what happens if the hole's actually behind the commode, mm-hmm. right? How do you have to do that? Oh, here's the hole that also impacts where the baseboard goes yeah. or the crown yeah. mode. And, and guess how we know that? Yeah. We've made every mistake there is, some yeah. of them multiple times, yeah. and then we've developed a system yeah, this is why I always tell our young guys when they're coming in, we have experience, but what all experience is, imagine behind you a library full of books that are of all the things you screwed up, but you already thought through. And then so my now my more experienced guys, when they come to this problem, they go, oh, I saw this a couple of times before, and they pull the book, yep. and they go, here's how you do that. Here's, here's how you work a way around it. We, we try to teach our guys that learning how to do our jobs too, that's only 40% of the equation. The other 60% of the equation is what do you do when it's non-standard or the wheels sure. come off in the middle of the progress? Can you think on your feet? If you're going to work out there in the field by yourself, you got to be able to improvise. You got to find solutions. Right. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs find that appealing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if I'm thinking I'm a, I want to own a fr- business, right. And I'm thinking I'm going to go the franchise route. I've seen what you all are doing. You're preparing your franchisees to be successful because yeah. I've actually owned a franchise before. And the model that I was in was somewhat complete, but also when you have that one thing you don't know how to do, you're risking the entire job. Yeah, true. And then you're risking a three-star review or a two-star review. Which, guys, which is a death knell. Yeah. These guys came into my house and I had no idea what I'm do- what they're doing. So not only did I see the, the training area, but then I saw what's behind the drywall, which mm. most drywall repair guys just don't know what the wall is behind it, right? Why why is my screw not going in? Because there's a nail plate back there, yeah. right? It's protecting <laughs> the electrical conduit. And guess why we want to point that out. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want to do we have, that. We have experience drilling into this, yep. the wires yep. and, and this is how to the, avoid that now. This is what the wall looks like. This is what you're going to run into. And the other thing we we're talking about is... is this is how a room gets taped up and laid out so that there's not a speck of dirt yeah, when you yeah, leave. Yeah. Right. This is this is what you say to that customer when you walk into the room. So I've already seen what I'm dealing with because you yeah. sent me a picture of it or I came out and estimated it. Now I know exactly what I'm dealing with. I've brought all the materials. Yes. I love the one trip philosophy, right? Yeah. I've got everything in my bucket that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come in, I've got it done. And um, now I've got time to interact with you. Yep. Right. Hey, what do you think of the patch? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, does that look right? Right. And, you know, here's how we close out the transaction. That's right. And not only interact, review. 
but interact with purpose. Yeah. We want to, we want to encourage you to go online and say a few kind words about us. And if you mention my name and leave us a nice review, then my company will bonus me. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, uh, and I've seen a lot of these things, right. And in the number of years I've been around, you really have the right model in the right market. You're doing it the right way. And when you, you know, again, I just marvel at the, the brand name, I have no doubt what you're going to do for me because I have a hole in the wall and your company yeah. is the hole in the wall drywall repair company. Yeah. You know, it's easy to make sense of what the heck you do. We need, yeah. we need to hire Stu. I tell you. Yeah. yeah. I've got three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, listen, I thank you for coming. Is there anything else, Faye Lobby, you want to talk about before we, we let you go to your busy day? Yeah. Um, I would just say this. Um, before I came on uh, board with Faye Bob, I was involved in a lot of strategic planning work for organizations. And it's one thing to put the plan on paper. It's another thing to implement it. And I had a sergeant major who used a really well-worn adage that helped me learn a lot. And um, he used to say, hey, Sergeant Smith, you do a very good job of getting prepared to go to the field or getting prepared to do this training or getting prepared to do X. And he said, just remember that the plan you made only lasts until the bullets start flying. Yeah. And his point was, you can't plan for every contingency. You cannot. And oh, by the way, you got to get past planning. You got to start executing because then you're going to learn if the plan that you have created is actually going to get you to where you want to go. And then there's all these variables out there. So FAVOB is just beginning its strategic planning process for, uh, or revising its strategic plan for 2024. And I'll just tell you this. If you thought what you saw with FAVOB last year was exciting, just hold on. Right. Just hold on, because we've got a big job. We've got one hundred eighty five thousand veteran owned businesses out there that need our help. Hmm. And we've got to be able to get to them and help them in a way that they need help, not in the way we think they need help. Right. Right. And um, and so twenty twenty four is going to be an exciting year. Exciting times, wow. man. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, you got to come back out. again, obviously. I can't wait till you come back. Good yeah. deal. Absolutely. Well, listen, everyone, thanks for listening. It's been a really good show. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. We'd love for you to join our Facebook group and keep the conversation going. If you'd like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to start a Hole in the Wall franchise, go to holeinthewallfranchising.com. <laughs>